Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and thank you so much for spending your Friday night into Saturday morning with us. If you're on the East Coast, my goodness, we're on the road to WrestleMania. We've got so much happening. Alex is sick tonight, and I was like... Who who better to call than the dude Felice himself, the charisma machine, the best smile and wrestling podcasting, the Roman Reigns stan, Cody Roman angle stan guy, which I'm actually I definitely really stand this about. angle. I do. I, I love do it. Too. I love it because I am not so into it, but I feel like you and I will just have um, really ridiculous conversations about it and we'll probably call each other names and then block each other. So that's what... I, I, that's that's how the internet works, Kate. That's why we're here. That is how the internet works. Other things you can do on the internet, get in those super chats, get in those humper chats at humperchats.com. You can also support us on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Send us your biddies over there. And what's that? You want more ways to support us, did I hear? Yes, My God. Is. Well, go to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe for the latest and greatest breaking wrestling news. So much happening there today with today's SmackDown plans, not only the lineup, but who was backstage. Plenty, plenty more. Some more details, I think, on Saray's release came out. So some good stuff happening there. And the easiest way, the free way to support us, leave a thumbs up on this video. You have no idea how helpful it is to help people find us in the algorithms which YouTube is always changing on a regular basis. That is so true. But Robert, we talked about it very briefly before we went on air. Just kind of medium shows tonight. Nothing particularly, I think, outstanding or particularly bad. Um, what were your thoughts on both programs kind of just overall? Uh, SmackDown was more newsworthy. Rampage just exists at this time. <laughs> I really wish it was on earlier in the day because... It really ends the Friday night very flat. And that's not a good way to end your Friday nights. You don't want to be flat on Friday. I think it's just tricky, too, because, um, like, it's pre-taped and starts at 10. So, realistically, like, what's that going to 
what's it gonna do like the news is gonna get out there about whatever you're putting on but the best way to control it is to put on awesome matches which i think we we usually get out of them which is good but to your point kind of just straightforward today so chat let me know what you want to start with do you want to start with smackdown or rampage let me know and we will go that way while I'm reading through wonderful chats like this from Ricardo, who says, love for the leggy blonde onion and the best smiler in the game. I can't deny it, man. Are you are you just it. a blonde onion? Is that what that was happening here? So we we're talking about the now Maxine Dupree when she was in NXT and how she was just kind of like this leggy blonde who was pointing at Von Wagner from the like outskirts, like from the crowd. And I was like, hey, there's nothing wrong with leggy blondes. And Alex was like, yeah, but you're a leggy blonde with layers. You're like a leggy blonde onion. And so that's right. That's what you we're do, You do have many layers, Katie. Very Thank complex. You. Thank you. Well, in ways I wish I wasn't sometimes with CO saying Pittsburgh needed some adrenaline in their souls tonight. Dead crowd, dead show. Yeah, not the hottest Northeast road to WrestleMania crowd. I'm really shocked. I'm going to pull this up from Joel because it popped me huge. So what show do you guys want to chat about? What does about? chat want to talk about? <laughs> All my co-hosts chime in and I appreciate you guys. But um, Look at the love that you get, Kate. You're clearly I, just the podcast queen. This is why I don't know if I'm the podcast queen or if I've just forced my way on to enough shows at this point. Like we're, we're doing ROH on Thursdays. Tomato, now, tomato. So tomato, tomato. Okay. Exactly. And I am sorry, my camera got super weird. I guess I could have a working internet or working camera. It doesn't doesn't really uh, link up. But let's start. Looks like the kids want to start with ROH. No, the kids want to start with Rampage. I, I could talk about ROH, but I think you did oh. a great podcast about that yesterday. Thank you. I did, but I would talk about it again over some of the stuff we saw there tonight. We but no, nothing outstandingly terrible really um especially on rampage where it starts with guevara and andretti which was a fun match to kick off the show andretti going to the top rope for the finish here but getting pushed by daniel garcia and sammy capitalizes on it with a go to hell but a super fun um match not gonna be a bad match we kind of just saw it so i'm a little like all right, I guess we're seeing this again, but it makes sense with what they lined up from the pay-per-view, right? So not bad there. Um, but at the same time, is it going to be Andretti going through the Jericho stable and then leading to uh, Jericho and Andretti? I kind of feel like the tension is already with Jericho, Robert. What did you think? Uh, this was fine. I mean, look, WWE puts on banger rematches all the time. It's just... We just saw this match. I don't know if we needed to see it again. Jericho says he will never, ever try to get his win back against Andretti. I hope he means it. I It doesn't even look like this is going to continue because they're all going to the trios and tag team route. So hopefully this is just a one, you know, swan song for Andretti and JAS. And Andretti can do his own thing going forward. I kind of feel like that's, a bit of a bummer in a way because the story has felt like Andretti is costing Jericho and that's one that I actually want to see continue. <laughs> like I want to see Jericho get pissed enough at Andretti that they end up facing each other again, but also wouldn't be terribly upset about them moving on. I would rather a Jericho feud end uncharacteristically early, I would say, than, 
than the reverse since we don't get to see that happen enough. But yeah, because I don't know if this is really a rivalry. This is just Jericho wanted to give the kid a win and hopefully it just stays at that and Jericho can move on to whatever he's going to do next. What do you think is next for the JS if not? Oh, I think they're going to stay in the trios. Stick around trios for a while. Which, which would be fine, honestly. House of Black could theoretically lose on Wednesday, and I'd be okay with it. Really? Yeah, they, they've done nothing. They've literally done nothing. They showed up in the dark and said, hey, we want this match. And they no, won the but... match. Match was a banger, not discrediting what they've done in the ring. But their story seems to be like a lot of, oh, look at me, I have special effects, and not enough. Wow, I really want to see these guys fight more because I'm interested in what they're doing. I disagree. And for some reason, I'm going to make that extremely personal because we have different... <laughs> well, that's that's just clearly what we need to do. Um, I am going to... I'm going to make it a personal insult because that's going to be our gimmick today, but I'm going to make it... Um, I'm going to make it really benign because I adore you. So it's going to be like, I hope when you go to brush your teeth, that the toothpaste is basically out and you have to push it up from the very bottom and it takes you like 10 minutes to do and you barely get enough and you're like, oh, half my breath smells for the day because of my Real true story. I cannot stand doing that and I just get a new toothpaste. I really do. Like, I'm not doing that all day. We're not doing that. So that is very personal, and I I do take that personally. Thank you. You should. It was intended to be hurtful. So I disagree. I think House of Black has been really fun. I do feel like they didn't necessarily build the trio's picture um, or the trio's match with the elite, like, between the two of them. I feel like it was a little bit more along the lines of them saying they're going to run roughshod all over the whole place. They have been a victim of some start and stop stuff. Like I really wanted Malachi and Eddie Kingston real, real bad because of course yeah. I did. Um, and Miro, it felt like they were gonna before they left. Where, and came the, where back. is he? Well, he just disappeared, huh? <sighs> I miss my Miro, but disagree. I want to see them win on Wednesday, and I. But I do, to your point, kind of want to see them get started with like a full next story, rocking and rolling, finding their next targets. But I'm intrigued to see how. It plays out the word that we love in wrestling so much. Let it play out, (laughs) I guess. So we move along to a short and sweet video package from Darby Allen here. I liked this. I like that it didn't follow um, how (laughs) one of my Wednesday night co-hosts calls him Darby avant-garde when he's doing these like... (laughs) These like short films with body bags and these scenic drives and stuff. This was kind of just a, a quicker, cleaner to the point. Um, saying that, you know, he and Sting kind of both have a lot that they want to get done in wrestling before hanging it up. What were your thoughts on this? This kind of smells like maybe a Darby heel turn, but it might just be he's going to give Sting his last match. What do you think here? It kind of made me wonder, is Darby going to be around for long? Because he was really talking about... I got things I want to do before I go and leave AEW. And I'm like, I don't want to see him leave. He's one of the best homegrowns they have. I'm really not interested in seeing Darby go anywhere else. And I don't think he would really want to go anywhere else either. But Darby versus Sting sounds about right. But I think Sting and Darby as a tag team and focusing on that is likely where they would go. I'm wondering if him kind of teasing a retirement is 
they're gonna do a career on the line match between the two of them, and then Darby it would have to be cinematic. Be, but they could. Yeah. Um, but Darby Allen's also said that he doesn't necessarily want to be in wrestling for a really long time, which I think is probably a good thing based on the way he wrestles. So yeah, I think uh, so. He's he's a maniac, but he has said like he likes wrestling, but he will want to pursue other things. Uh, <laughs> At saying Kate just learned how much of a hater D Felice is. Yeah, you know and I mean you spelled hater right because I am a big supporter of Jamie Hater. So yeah, oh, how can't you be? I'm like I don't know if I want to be her or if I want to be married to her. Like I don't know. Every time she's on my screen, I'm just like, I just she's. Why can't it be everything? Kate? It can't. You know, it kind of can. It can. Depends on the day, you know. But yeah, <laughs> I like these shorter promos from Darby Allen. I'm a I'm a fan of it. I love that on Rampage in general. Quick in and out stuff. I'm just um, glad he's gonna get a focus because he's one of my favorites. I I think the last TNT title reign he had was the most interest I'd had in, on him in a while. Like his match with Kushida, I thought was really good. Kind of started to see different sides of him, and I don't want that part to get lost because to date, as much crazy stuff as he does, and keep in mind he brought my favorite wrestler back in. Like he was the first match for CM Punk. My favorite match of his is still him and MJF at full gear. Cause it was like showed so much more of what Darby could do. The story was great. So I would like to see kind of the more dimensional versions of Darby Allen that we get in the same way that I like to see orange Cassidy in this more recent version of him, where I feel like every match is agented the same, like Darby can do a lot more than just insane spots. So, but he can also do insane spots really well. So I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm hoping that Darby, I think he can beat MJF if he sticks around long enough, but I think he can definitely be that next guy to carry the company. It is funny. I was thinking about the like pillars conversation. I think we've outgrown it, right? There's so many other people that weren't pillars that are so important to the company. And I don't just mean Danielson's. I mean, young up-and-comers like uh, Daniel Garcia and Ricky Starks being here now, but it did feel like the ones that weren't MJF have been a little bit lost to me. Like Sammy yeah. Guevara is just kind of Jericho's lackey. Jungle Boy's been entrenched in this feud for a very long time, which ended up having a really fun blow off. But glad to see them getting back on track. And speaking of them, Jungle Boy Jack Perry getting a promo here. Short, sweet, to the point. Um, I... He basically said he has momentum, which is a rare thing in wrestling, and he wants to keep that momentum going. Of course, heard him talk about how he wants gold, baby, by the end of the year. He doesn't really even care which title. He just wants to be a championship holder. What did you think of this from Jungle Boy? I would like a little more focus, but any title is still a good title. So I'm going to say TNT, especially with QT doing this like offshoot TMZ thing. I think that works well with Jungle Boy being the son of Luke Perry. Oh, is he? They haven't mentioned that. <laughs> well, because if you watch the bumpers, it's just very, it's just straight DMZ. So, oh, no, I no, no. no. I'm at the Luke Perry thing. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm with the Luke Perry references the same way I feel about Cody, where I'm like, I am so aware who your dad is. <laughs> I think they can tell you more. Like, I don't think Cody says it enough. I think Cody should say it more. Did you know that uh, people do Dusty Rhodes impressions, too? I, you know, I, I didn't. I think we should see more of that. Matthew Plus with uh, chat saying, digging the low lighting, Kate. 
easy on the eyes. Why, well, yes, I am easy on the eyes. It doesn't matter what lighting I'm in. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I get what you were going for, but I turned it around and made it a compliment. See? See, See and that's why, the, that's why Kate is on like 10 shows a week. <laughs> or 15 in 10 days. I am tired, brother. But I'm not tired of this because it's kind of just kicking off. We were just talking about QTV with the Charisma King, QT Marshall himself. And Will Hobbs, or as our moderator, Luis, accidentally typed it in here, Hoobs, which that just feels like it's sticking around. Will Hoobs, H-O-O-B-S, kind of, whoops, accidental click, kind of cracks me up. Um, but we do kind of see what QTV is. We've seen it. We saw it get land, landmarked. It's historical Trademark. now. Trademarked. Trademark. I, I hope it's not a landmark. I, I think it's, it's not around long enough. But it is trademarked. <laughs> Uh, we will have the first episode this coming week, so maybe like a Piper's Pit kind of deal. It sounds like the war the Wardlow uh, car break in was a work, which makes sense given what QTV is going to be. And yeah, we've got all the scoops. But if you want the real scoops, you just got to pay five dollars over at Facebook. It's true, we do have the real scoops at FightfulSelect.com, so check them out that we're saying power hoops. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, we get kind of a, a first glimpse at what it's going to look like here. I actually really like QT Marshall. I think he, in the right role, um, is really great at eliciting crowd reactions. I didn't like the way it got introduced necessarily. Like, I feel like they were building Hobbs for these vignettes. He's so imposing in the ring. The fact that he needed help to win the title right off the bat. Didn't love that. Um, but not opposed to seeing kind of where this partnership goes. I really like UT. I think it helps that he's actually a wrestler. Like, that That definitely doesn't hurt too. And kind of speak more to it. They called back to something I didn't even remember um, back with his his last stable being uh, dissolved now, but like a, a nice place to have the story rooted in. What did you think of this uh, little segment that we got? And what did you think about this pairing on Wednesday? It's not what I would have done. Like it's, I would add Hobbs win because Hobbs is the better man. But this at least gives QT something to do because he was kind of screwed over. He was so entrenched in the Cody verse, and then Cody leaves, and he was one of the guys that kind of had nothing to do. So he's got something to do. Hobbs has direction. We haven't seen Hobbs on his own. He was with Taz, and now he's with QT. I wanted to see what Hobbs can do by himself, and maybe we'll get there one day, but it's clearly not today. So hopefully it's good for everybody involved. I agree. I also feel like they kind of missed the boat on... When Stokely first got here, I was like, Stokely and Hobbs, come on. Like, writes itself. I feel like Stokely could have been doing, like, Gary Hart-level work with making Hobbs feel like a big, important monster. I feel like the firm is a little bit, like, in and out of television. It's kind of weird to with the guns. It's, it's an evolution of the Hardy family office, and it just feels very strange. It just it also feels like we've just had a lack of resolution with a lot of stuff Stokely does, right? Like the Jade stuff got half resolved, but kind of dropped out of nowhere. The guns were caught up in their family therapy angle, but turns out they're still a part of the firm. Somehow Ethan Page isn't on my TV nearly enough. Um, 
I'm very excited for Hook versus Stokely, but I feel like as a pairing, they could have done something really fun of kicking the guns out, having another spot and, and having it go to Hobbs. Um, or, you know, if they had had more time, I guess, breaking up the firm or whatever. But to me, Stokely and Hobbs seemed like such a super, super fun way to go. But I'll, I'll give this breathing room because I think QT is great. And I think, well, Hobbs with a mouthpiece makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I wonder I if QT know. is going to write in the book for Hobbs. You think he's like, a ghostwriter? There was a lot of he could be. He could be. Right? You know, maybe maybe QTV isn't just TV. Maybe it's all media. It could be. It seems like QT is savvy in different forms of media, social, like, from what I was saying. Yes, it would appear as though QT Marshall can leverage a lot of platforms to um, further generate heat if needed. Just some examples floating around out there, but. Some exciting news for me, at least, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of people are excited about this. Stu Grayson will be back with the Dark Order next week. Oh, G-Bro saying Stu Grayson's pop will melt me. I'm pre-crying right now. I love the idea of pre-crying. Don't, don't um, pre-cry because then it just makes the real crying all that much more awkward. This is great and I'd like him to stay. You know, it'd be nice if he just stayed and... Had a good run with Evil Uno in the tag division. I agree. I also think Stu Grayson as a Ring of Honor champion could be something that is yes. extremely compelling. I feel like the way Stu works with that brand would be great. But you well, know the what? Smash Brothers is the tag team champions in Ring of Honor. If they're on streaming services, can they skirt the copyright? I don't uh, know. <laughs> you know, they'll probably just go with Dark Order, but still... It would be a great direction for that group because that group is also kind of just floating out there and making use in direction. It's true. I think Stu Grayson's a phenomenal worker. That's awesome to hear that people are so excited about it. And you know what, though, if you're pre-crying and you don't want to pre-cry, if you need a little assistance kind of holding off your tears, you know what I'm saying? You need a little bit of help. Mm -hmm. Um, Help's available. If you If you're just... You want to last just like a little bit longer with those tears. Well, darn longer. it. Sean Rossap is here to tell you all about it. Hello. Is your penis limp? Would you like it to be erect? Fortunately, bluechew.com and the code Fightful is going to help you out an awful lot. Maybe you're having trouble with that. Maybe you just want the confidence. Well, bluechew.com and the code Fightful is right for you. Free. Your first order is free. You just pay $5 shipping. There, there are a few other steps you go through. You consult with the online physician. If approved, it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But your first shipment is free with the code Fightful. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule or whenever you're not ready and you want to be ready, whenever the mood arises. It's in a chewable form, very easy, very simple. Help yourself out. Give yourself that confidence with BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. I was—I got to tell you, I was not expecting Sean Ross Sapp to ask if my penis was limp, but such is life. I used to be like, oh, I go to this one BlueChew read because it is so funny and uncomfortable every time. And then I started to play other ones and I was like, oh, he makes them all very uncomfortable, which I yes. appreciate and I respect. <laughs> So if you're pre-crying and you don't want to, go to bluechew.com, code Fightful. 
We always appreciate their support, the support of NordVPN, who we'll talk about in a little bit, especially during pay-per-view season, my friend. But we've got a lot more to talk about in wrestling world. We've got the acclaimed in action against uh, poor Jack Cartwheel and uh, the fantastic Starboy, an awesome young duo. Didn't really live to tell the story, though. We guess Coop slammed a cartwheel and a leg drop from Bowens. Uh, pretty much just over with a mic drop. This didn't last long. However, if you want to see what Jack Cartwheel is capable of, you can absolutely check out AEW Dark. He had an incredible match there that you can check out. So I'm told I haven't personally checked it out, but I am familiar with Jack Cartwheel's work. Um, fantastic, fantastic athlete. And uh, this was basically... They claimed is the most overtag team in the world, so we're gonna put them on our television. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing great about it. Any thoughts? Um, good for Starboy. People like Starboy. There was signs saying sign Starboy. He was excited to be there, and he wasn't there for very long, but I'm sure he'll be there again. I believe he's a California kid too, so that's awesome. Like, I think he's local to to Cali. If that's where this taping happened. I can't remember. Good, good for, good for them. And Jack Hartwheel, I've seen him on Dark. He is very good. Hopefully, he gets a shot at showing how good he is one day. Hopefully, and uh, the answer to this is no. Can I? Will I sing my world for you? No. I'll do this. Bree woo, bree woo, bree woo, bree woo, and I will tell you that they got to get rid of this Golden Globe thing, and that Jay Lethal should be carrying around a tiny baby ukulele. It would be so much better. So. How are you going to feel when the GOAT, Jeff Jarrett, is the first official All right, president? all right. Okay, here's the thing. Our wonderful moderator, Louise, pointed out that the last time I got to do this with Mr. Felice was us just, like, basically, well, me, basically burying Jeff Jarrett for a really long time. That's mostly when the the the, the bit piece of it started. I do feel like he's on my television way too much. I don't really get it about Jeff Jarrett. I don't They're think his work is that bad. They're very much getting him. Like, I'm surprised at how much Jeff Jarrett is on my TV. But I think that if you're going to say Shazam to a championship, who better to do that to? Like, ever, like anybody else. Than, than I think This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The The only team I want to see less is the one that's holding the tag titles right now. (laughs) Yes. But I'm also designed to not want to see them, and I don't think they're going to be having the tag titles very long, and they also haven't been doing this for like four decades. I just feel like they've got such a deep tag division. If you want to slap nuts, you can go to Power Slap after and be a special guest referee. That's my opinion on the situation. Brewu, Brewu, get double off my screen, Jeff Jarrett. It's too much. He wasn't even. I don't. Why are we giving him time today? He wasn't even on there. <laughs> because because uh, he invokes such pure emotion out of everybody that I just like to see people get heated about Jade of Left. My God, they should put him on QTV and the world will implode. <laughs> him and the guns. I think that's a hell of a team. Um, barf. No thanks. I'm good. Good on that. Hey, you know what else is good? Whenever we get a chat from Kylie who said, hello, Mr. DeFelice, heart eyes emojis. Aww. And thank you. Hello to you. And yes. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett for champion. Champion saying Kate versus Luke Owen from Russell Talk. Luke Owen is the best, by the way. Go check out his content if you haven't. Uh, and a Jeff Jarrett on a poll match, winner gets control of how much TV time he gets. So I wouldn't put Jeff Jarrett on the poll. I would put the guitar on the poll, and then I think Jeff Jarrett gets to hit the loser over the head with the guitar. I think that's what the people want. Hey, you want to see me get hit over the head with a guitar if I Well, lose? why are you counting yourself out as a loser? I, 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 I want to see Lou Gowen get hit over the head with a guitar either. He's a good guy. He does good work at Russell Talk. Well, given the choice, I wouldn't want you getting hit over the head. I, I do appreciate that. I appreciate that you're in my quarter on it. However, know that... Rude. Just rude. Just rude, Joel. Joel, who I have a show with on Sundays on the Fightful Overbook channel. <sighs> Cheap plug. Hey, we get a Jass promo. I'm kind of excited about this match. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited about the trios trio match that we are going to get on Wednesday. This is just basically setting that up. I think it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. I'm I'm not mad about it, especially for free TV. I think it's a good use of Jericho to maybe get him out of the singles supported by Lackey cycle that he's been in to actually do some trios matches. I think it'll be a good way to showcase the rest of, of JAS here. Like you've got two of the best trios in the world, as we've seen. Are you excited to see I that on Wednesday? I couldn't be more excited for this match if you paid me. This match is going to be so good. Uh, Jericho is coming off the run of his career last year. So 
he can easily have a banger match with any of these eight individuals and they're all going to be in the ring. And I think it'll be the best TV AEW match in quite some time. And that's saying something because they typically have bangers on their TV shows. They do. They do. Um, and I don't think we've seen like a trio's trio match. We've seen no. a lot of different permutations, but I just think that's going to be a fun, a fun program. I hope it's room. a tornado too. I hope they just let him go. It let him better, go. Let him fight. It better be. It better be. Um, I also forgot to mention with the acclaimed squash, we did have Daddy Magic, God bless him, and Cool Luke that were kind of egging them on at the top of the ramp. The recruitment campaign kind of continues, which that's fun to me. Like 2.0 is a, a good enough tag team in the ring. We should be seeing them more, I feel like. And a feud with the Acclaimed is such a good way to, to keep the Acclaimed really hot, I think, moving forward. Thoughts on that? And this makes perfect sense. The Acclaimed are absolutely a sports entertainment-based act in AEW. They're with Billy Gunn, arguably someone who really made his name in that kind of wrestling. And I can't wait to hear the phrase, scissoring makes daddy magic sniffles hard. Because I think that that's what we need. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. I love that yesterday I got to talk about like Willow Nightingale versus Athena. And today I get to talk about scissoring makes daddy magic's nipples hard. If you don't like wrestling, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's just fun. That's just fun right there. Absolutely. Speaking of fun, this Takeshita kid's pretty good at wrestling, Robert. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I... (laughs) You know, one day he's going to be a champion somewhere and it's going to be sooner than later. He's unreal. I say, I've said multiple times, so sorry if this is redundant for people watching, that he is someone who, I feel like there's a lot of times we're like, oh, he's a big guy that can go. To me, he's like the epitome of a guy. You're like, wow, that guy can go. Oh my gosh, and he's a big dude. Like you don't even realize um, his size sometimes because he doesn't move like someone his size in the slightest. It's it's pretty impressive. The Blue Thunder Bomb is always so incredible. Ultimately, he wins with the backslide here, which isn't my favorite way to have someone as versatile as Takeshita win, probably. But we also get a fun spot in here with Sexy Jose, the assistant. Uh, we get a knee. I think it was a knee from Takeshita. But Preston has his foot put on the bottom rope by Jose, the assistant. Not enough to win, though, because Takeshita ultimately comes out with the victory. But a fun match. Glad they're picking Preston Vance back up. I feel like his heel turn was so awesome, and then it kind of just was stalled a little bit, but really, really strong worker in the ring. Takeshita is unbelievable. If you are interested in the ROH product and you don't go episode, watch episode one, his match with Josh Woods, and uh, I don't know what to tell you. It's just one of the... To kick off a product and have that match on, it was like upsettingly cool. So much fun. So much fun. Um, and Tom LaValle pointing out that the dark match was Takeshita versus Jack Hartwheel. Yeah, Takeshita is very good, and he allowed Jack Hartwheel to show that as well. He's the perfect guy to be floating between AEW and Ring of Honor. The idea of Takeshita versus Claudio under any circumstances, the idea of Takeshita, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, he's only going to get better. I don't like that they have him with Don because you can only have so much Don Callis. But he's only going to get better, and I'm excited to see where he goes. Preston, I think once he finds this version of what he wants to be, will be a lot of fun to watch. But right now, he's going through the 
growing pains and it's just been a bit of a slog for me to watch him but one day it's gonna click and he's gonna be great I think it's a little tricky because it felt like the angle that they were building out for him a lot of his buddies disappeared from that right Andrade's injured so at, at the same time it looked like he was headed the way of being in a stable and then that all kind of evaporated right. due to circumstances out of his control and I think part of the beauty of stables is that you can raise the young guy like Preston Vance in that environment and he kind of had that taken out from him. Uh, Takeshita and ROH sounds real, real fun, especially considering they have the pure division, which if you're not familiar, pure rules are a specific type of match that has its own championship. So you get three rope breaks, you get one uh, closed punch, closed fist punch, and it's a it's a worker's belt. There's a lot of pride in the the quality of wrestling that goes. So um I, I would love to see Takeshita in the ROH environment and specifically in a pure match would, I think, blow a lot of people's minds. So oh, we'll, we'll get to that in a, a little bit, a little bit, because we are moving along here. We've got a Swerve promo. Uh, he says he has more surprises, cards up his sleeves after, uh, <laughs> after Keith Lee and Dustin were able to take care of mogul affiliates like that. He also says that Moving forward, everything he sees is food to him, which was relatable. Very relatable in that regard, but um, a fun promo from Swerve. I'm not big on the mogul affiliates. It has never felt... um, It felt like these guys are playing badass instead of being badass to me. It's it's always felt like pretty put on, like trying to be tough guys. Uh, Both super young talents that are involved, but I just feel like swerve is such a star on his own i don't it feels like he's being held back rather than launched forward by having more people around but this promo was perfectly good this keeps rolling down the mountain i'm just wondering when we see the blow off here do you think it's a saint patrick's day slam type situation it could be because typically that matches what thunder and baker we don't really have a tv feud that can be blown off at saint patrick's day slam but we do need another affiliate i think i think we need someone with more credibility backing Swerve, because I hope this isn't the end for Parker and Trench. Now that they're my favorite by any means, it's just, it just started. I don't want to see it end this year. Yet another place where you and I disagree. I'm ready for it to be over. I feel like it's a failed experiment. I haven't liked it. I'm not saying I don't want them to work. I'm just saying, and it's not even just them. I want Swerve to be a single star. Like, Hit Row was was super cool in WWE, but he was the guy there. I feel like this is another situation where he's the guy in his stable. Um, and he has so much to offer. And I also, this never felt authentic to the type of heel he is to me. I've always viewed him as like cocky as hell and can back it up. Kind of more in the vein of what, say, Carmelo Hayes is doing on NXT. Um, so him kind of needing to hide behind people or have other people's assistance at every turn, never really read, uh, authentic to, to who Swerve is to me, but that's just me. That could just just be like wrestling is very bad at telling the story of just because you can back it up. Doesn't mean you want to. And typically when someone has a heater, it's like, I'm too afraid to back it up. So here's these guys. I think there's a way you could do it. The other part of it, I guess, is because they got introduced with Keith Lee, it's like Parker Bordeaux is supposed to be the big guy and he looks like a toddler next to Keith Lee just because Keith Lee is Keith Lee. Like, that's not even on on Parker. That's just who 
Keith Lee is as a man. He could just pick Parker up and eat him. Like it's not, yep. <laughs> it's still such a disparity, even though he's a heavy, but. And then Trent was taken out off screen, right? Like we didn't even see him get his. We did not. We did that's, not. That's an interesting sign for Trent. I do think Trench should have a question mark like Trent Beretta does. So he's Trench. Like where's Trench instead of where's Trent? As yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we move along to something that is so, so awesome, in my opinion. We get a quick promo from Mark Briscoe, who announces the news already broke because this was taped, of course. But nice to see this here. The Reach for the Sky ladder match for the ROH tag titles, which will be on Supercard of Honor. They announced the Lucha Brothers as the first entrant into that. There's so many different ways you can go. There's part of me that wonders if it'll be all brother tag teams. That would be so special if it was like them, the Young Bucks. Um, top flight. Top flight. There's there's so many out there that you could kind of capitalize on. Um, what are your, your thoughts on that? Um, I, I thought they would do maybe like a tournament or a cup. I have no problem with them doing it on a really big stage for Supercard at all. I think it, it's awesome. I had thought it would be the Jay Briscoe Memorial Tag Team Cup kind of deal, and the winner gets belts. Reach of the Sky Ladder Match is a way to make it fun and pay tribute. I We don't know for sure, but if I was the person in charge, I'd be saying, and Top Flight are your new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. I think they're perfect for that brand. But right now, the Lucha Bros are in it, so we at least know it's going to be a banger come March 31st. If you're not too busy watching SmackDown or the Hall of Fame or any of the other 500 shows that will be on the air. It's going to be a hell of a card based on what it looks like is being set up. Eddie Kingston versus Claudio for AEW fans. You might want to see that. My guess is they're going to keep running with this Athena and Willow storyline. I don't know if that'll make so. it all the way to Supercard, but their first match was unbelievable. So good. Such good stuff. Um, and then some ROH names that you're probably a little less familiar with, uh, but got to see Dalton and the boys back. Very, very excited. So a lot of very fun AEW talent. If you're watching Rampage and you want to see more of what they can do, that will be there. I'm intrigued to see what happens with Top Flight and AR Fox because they've been running as a trio. So I just, um, it, it feels logical that Top Flight would win that. But uh, where does that leave AR Fox is a fun question. I think he'll also be firmly in the Ring of Honor side. I could, I could also see that. That could be really cool. Um, Kylie with another Humper Chat saying, on a more personal note, I've really been going through mental shit recently and Fightful is always there for me. Love y'all. Well, we love you too. You're always so wonderful and supportive of us. Um, you're exactly the type of people that we want in this community. Just love wrestling, love talking to other people, want to hang out, want to be positive, want to talk wrestling in the chat, want to support, want to flirt with Robert. Those are the type of people that we want around here. Let's yes. We need, we need more of that. We need more of that last one. At least I do in my life. <laughs> But, you know, and who really isn't going through mental shit? I mean, the world is what it is. So, yeah, that's why we're here. We're all, we're all just trying to collectively block it all out with wrestling. It's a, it's a place where you can come and put all that crap down for a little bit. I know I feel that way on the hosting side. So I hope people in the chat feel that way, too. Jam Beard saying, who do you have join the Lucha Bros? Because of the two battle royals, I'd have Aussie Open, Top Flight, Rush and Preston, the varsity athletes in OGK. 
I have been pushing for a while for the workhorsemen to have somewhere to work. They are an incredible tag team. They're underserved from television. I was so excited when they got signed. JD Drake is wonderful. Same with Henry. Like I feel like, especially the ROH environment, the way they're kind of old school would be a perfect, perfect fit. Aussie open. If they're sticking around, I just, I just yeah. don't know what their schedule is. Just because. I mean, ridiculous. Preston Varsity is, is or Preston and Roosh rather would be a fun call, but Drillistico is working down there. So we'll see what happens. If we're there. talking ladder matches, no offense to Preston. I think I want the luchador that's going to flip off the ladder <laughs> personally. Um, OGK seems like a good shout. They mm-hmm. are Ring of Honor through and through. They should probably be here. Also, shout out to Maria. Listen, this isn't the Ring of Honor show, but I'm going to guess that she has something to do with the fact that. We're seeing more than one women's match on a two-hour show. So, you know, shout out to Maria Canales. Episode two in the women main event at Robert. Yeah. Second episode. And Imagine what was that. really cool was Impact had a women's main event right after. So cool that her headphones popped out. But yeah. Back to back. And we got to do those streams back to back. You could check that out on this very Fightful channel if you want to see it. Um, but... Yeah, I, th- I think there's some really fun possibilities there. We also saw Christopher Daniels and Seidel reunite. Not to give too many spoilers away about ROH, go to watchroh.com. You can check out the episode, but a lot of fun possibilities. A lot of fun possibilities there, as well as some other Ring of Honor names that might not even be on the top of our minds yet from when they shut down. So good stuff there. We get on Rampage a uh, hook and Stokely Hathaway video package. And buddy, I am excited for this one. I think it's going to be about 20 seconds. I think 17 of those seconds are going to be Stokely Hathaway doing everything in his power to dodge and then uh, eating the red rum in all likelihood. Um, I'm very, very excited. Are you excited for Stokely versus hook? I thought this might've been on the buy-in to be honest. Yeah. I thought this would have happened. I am very excited. I think it goes a little long because it is no DQ. So I think we could see Ethan Page get involved, Hardy get involved. This is the most entertained I've been by Matt Hardy since he showed up there. He with him saying, like, I got you, brother. I won't let anything happen to me. I think it's hysterical. Obviously, Hook is gonna give Stokely what's coming, and we can keep moving on because Hook, he's getting to a point almost like Jade, where you can't keep having him do, you know, squash matches. He needs to hit that next level, and I want to see how he handles it. Yeah, and we've seen some good ones, right? We saw Lee Moriarty and him have an, an awesome match, so hopefully the train keeps rolling with him. And let's also get that FTW belt back around. Like, it's it's kind of lost its way in all of this. Um, I'm, I want to see it either change hands or Taz come into play or something. Um but we will pull up this chat from Jam Beard saying the additions of Maria and Madison to AEW ROH backstage has very much helped the women's segments and matches. Agreed. See, I was saying somehow this did become an ROH review because show. Because I want the chance to talk about ROH and I'm going to take it. And I'm not done after yesterday, but also we just have so much shared talent at this point. And I got a, actually a lot of really wonderful feedback of people being like, who from AEW was there? Should I check it out? So just so you guys know, there is there is some AEW talent bleeding over. I think we'll have more delineation after the pay-per-view, which I think will be really good and healthy for both products, to be honest, and for the talent to have more places to work. 
And we go to our main event, another women's main event. Imagine that. Three women's main events in 24 hours. Love to see it, man. Love to see it. Yeah. An immediate chat from Jam Beard. Thank you for saying this. Wishing all the best to Riho. Her deleting her Twitter due to trolls is such horse crap. Yeah, it's awful. Um, I don't know what to say really other than that. It's, it's pretty terrible, the abuse that kind of everyone takes on Twitter, but especially seems like Joshi girls in general, like get it way yeah. worse. And I just, I always think about Hannah Kimura and um, Hannah and how, how many people that were probably tweeting about how tragic the loss of her was are out there doing bullying. Like it, it's really upsetting um, because it's not little kid stuff either. It's not just like, it's not dorks making fun of each other. It's really, really cruel. And I hope it stops. I hope that Riho deleted her Twitter just to be like, you know, I can separate myself from this, that, and that it wasn't like a really crushing mental thing, but obviously all the best to her. And yeah, people just shouldn't be that shitty, but what are you going to do? Yeah. And when, unfortunately she's done it a couple of times before for the same reason. So yeah. protecting your mental health is important. Do it at all costs. The most important Kylie just continuing to hit on you, saying, I'm sure Robert is hot, but don't fret, Kate. You are also quite lovely. <laughs> also, yeah, Rampage was fun. It was fun, as was this main event. Um, what were your thoughts on our main event here? I'm surprised this was only the third time they fought. That was my immediate thought. They said this is only the rubber match. So they've only had three matches, they're the first two champions. It's cool to see them in this spot, but of course. By the time we get to the end of it, we all understand why they were given this spot. But Nyla was such a big part of the early days. And I really think that so many of the acts that were big parts in the early days have gotten lost. And I want to see them come back around. Yeah, Nyla's a tough one because she was almost in that same role that Lance Archer was in for a while of championship adjacent. This is the person you got to go through kind of thing. Um I've been waiting for her to turn face forever. Her personality is so unbelievable. If you like have seen her on anything outside of, um, of AEW, like I know she's the native beast, but like a native beast could also be someone that gets to show her personality a little bit. She's an absolute riot. She's so much fun. Um, it does feel kind of weird. Like you're building out this, this outcast feud, which we see them ultimately come down and beat up Riho. Um, but Nyla's as day one as they come. So she hasn't been a part of it. It seems like Vicky Guerrero is entering the, or exiting the picture as her manager, rather, excuse me. Um, I I think something refreshed would be good. We do have Marina Shafir also. Um, so I, I just don't know what's next. Are they going to be a tag team? I'm not, I'm not. Totally I think we're getting sure. women's tag team titles at some point this year. And I think that they'll fit in nicely there. If you're going to, in this storyline, I guess they're the neutral ground because Marina's an outsider and Nyla's a day one. So they're just agents of chaos. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate that this only served the purpose of more, I'm going to spray paint the L on you. I don't know. It's There are so many things you could do with this women's division Centering it around who worked in WWE isn't for me, but like I, I get that people are just glad that they're doing something with the women. 
Sure. There's a lot of positives in that it's a ton of women on television, right? We were, if you're going to have one match, at least you're getting a lot of women on your television. That's really good. Them leading toward what feels like blood and guts, also a really good thing. Um, part of this is the false premise it's built on, in my opinion, of like Tony Storm walked out of the company, right? Uh, Ruby Soho was let go. Um, Soraya kind of said some stuff on her way out. It's it doesn't feel like um, they they weren't they didn't all leave of their own volition, and then Tony Storm was so unhappy there that she just left. So yeah. I, it also doesn't feel like uh, we're defending this outside mentality because they were probably really happy to show up there. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm trying to have some grace around it because even though I haven't loved the execution, I think it's been very productive for the women's division. And when I think about where they were this time last year compared to now, I, I think they're really, really made a lot of strides here. But I agree. Um, but good stuff. And nice to see this. Nice to see it in the main event slot. Jam Beard saying, if the Outcast storylines turn Nyla face, then I'm a thousand percent for that. That's a good call. Her being a face would bring out her personality like it did for Brock Lesnar last year. That's a really fun shout. I think um, Nyla hasn't had a ton of time on the mic and she's super, super entertaining. So you're right in that sometimes it's just better to let people speak from themselves, especially intimidating characters because of their size. Um them getting to have a personality alongside that makes it a little bit more dimensional. I think it was really fun. Yeah, I think this whole angle is just being built to get Jade to the next level, but we'll see. I think she'll be the catalyst of the blood and guts, and she'll eventually win the day for the originals and then get the move on to the world title. There's a lot of possibilities. There's a couple of people that are kicking around that could come back. Layla Hirsch is floating around somewhere. You could have Jade with the originals. You could have Thunder Rosa involved. A lot of ways that you can go. I'm intrigued to see what happens. But that wraps up our Rampage show. This is the first Rampage after the pay-per-view. And sometimes you want to get your pay-per-views a little bit cheaper, Robert. Okay? You, really, you really do, Kate. You really do. Even UFC ones. And sometimes the best way to do that is to take a vacation on your browser to another uh, place far away on a, on a secure flight. You know what I mean? A really yeah. protected thing where nobody's really following your plane around, but we got a, a great VPN that can tell you. And Sean's going to tell you all about how great NordVPN has been to us. They're sincerely making an incredible investment in Fightful. So consider them for your VPN needs. And Sean's going to tell you about all the benefits. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, unlock geo-blocked content. Maybe you miss the WWE Network. Maybe you want that AEW+. Maybe you want to subscribe to overseas services so you can get UFC pay-per-views at a reduced rate. Well, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that, and you can do it with four months for free with that link. Not only that, you get your 30-day money-back guarantee as well, just in case you don't like it for any reason. It works on all of your devices so you can do this stuff wherever you are. Maybe you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at the airport, the hotel. Yeah, it can be dangerous. Your info is at risk. But you can still gain access to all that stuff. Check out all of your favorite shows or maybe shows you haven't discovered before with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Now with multiple tiers so you can get whatever services that you want. 
nordvpn.com slash Fightful. And when you save all that money, um, you might just be like, I don't even know what to do with it. It's embarrassing how much money I have because I save so much with this VPN. So embarrassing. So like it makes you cringe. What can I do to spend some of it? Well, I can tell you what you can do with $5 of it, okay? You can subscribe to Fightful Select. Not only are you going to get, LOL, so much breaking news, like the most breaking news in the game. Ridiculous how much breaking news. It's just like every day there's breaking news. You're also going to get a bunch of extra shows. You're going to get the list and the boy goes on from your regular ones. A couple of Ask Rhapsodies back there. And you get Alex Pulaski and I being sour, doing pay-per-view post shows behind the paywall. Super, super fun stuff. But tons of bonus content back there. Sean does figure hauls when he does not have food poisoning like he does right now. Hope he gets better. Feel yes, better, Sean. Be um, but yeah. Ooh, we got a hot. Hot scoop coming in from Jam Beard. You're talking scoops. You don't even have to pay for this one. You paid to give us this one. So Ray did tweet at Jade wanting to talk. I didn't realize that or know that. Well, I see. I don't. I don't think that Jade would ever side with any outcast because she is as homegrown as it gets. She's only had 54 matches and they've all been with AEW. So I think it's her division. It's just when does she want to take it? I will give you the Pulowski booking rundown that he gave because I actually really like it. Jay doesn't want to join either side because what does she have gained from it? She's a heel. Why would she want to help the faces? She doesn't. Why would she want to be on the bad girl side? They don't align with where the story is, right? She's a homegrown. They're not. But say if Ruby Soho or Soraya or Tony Storm won the TBS title from her, now she's motivated to join the good girl side because they took the her the her day one thing her baby is now in the hands of somebody else it also solves the oh my gosh jade is completely out of competitors at this point um so i i think that could be a really fun way to go about it i don't know if they'll do it it feels like they're trying to stretch this out until chris statlander gets back to beat jade but that's a really good way to solve both of those problems follow alice plasky for more really good booking and for as he calls himself a professional curmudgeon some of those takes as well you can get at Alex Sour Graps, but we are going to swing right along into SmackDown. We do open with a video package here. It seems like on the roads to WrestleMania, we're going to be opening with video packages summarizing what happened with the Bloodline on Raw. But the first match that we get is a super fun one. We get the Fatal Five Way. I see title qualifier between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, LA Knight, Xavier Woods, and Karrion Cross. A rare instance where a quirky ending made a lot of sense and was the right call. A lot to like about this match. I still, still having trouble buying into Karrion Cross as like a, a top guy, unfortunately, at this moment. Um, Xavier Woods did a lot of really fun stuff in this. LA Knight is over like Rover. And let me tell you, Rover is pretty over. But this ultimately ends with... Uh, the only thing I didn't like about this is Xavier Woods kind of flew into a bro kick almost for, it felt like no yeah. reason. Like he, he just intentionally <laughs> felt like went into that bro kick, but Seamus hits it. And then we get a Claymore on LA Knight from Drew. We get a double pin. And what I liked about this is it made sense with five people out there. It would make sense to have an additional referee. It wasn't like they shoehorned 
a different referee into this to make the ending work. It felt natural. Both the pins happened actual in sequence. It makes sense for the story. And I'll just kind of clean up what happens with this storyline the rest of the way. Backstage, we get Seamus and Drew kind of fighting a little bit. We get to hear Drew say two things that I really liked. One, the Claymore basically saved you, which was really great because of the way it was positioned. And he also said, we should be fighting and getting a drink right now, which I just loved that description of the nature of their relationship. I thought it was so much fun. We later get Gunther saying that uh, the two of them have to face each other because he was promised an opponent, not opponents. So they do set up a match between Sheamus and Drew. I think that one ends kind of quirky too, or they find a way to make this a triple threat. Yeah, we're going to a triple threat, I think. I think so too. And there's such a great story there. Um, Sheamus having had shots and Drew calling him out on the fact that he lost them. But Sheamus being pissed because that's supposed to be his brother and he knows how much the IC title means. The story calls for a triple threat, not the reverse. And if that happens, Robert, I think it's going to be my favorite match at Mania. I think in any case, regardless of who wins or if there's a three-way, the Gunther match stands a chance of being my favorite match at WrestleMania as well. Uh, great five-way. I wish that two referees were more common so that when there's an ending like this, it doesn't feel like, oh, well, clearly the second referee was there because they wanted to do this. But it makes perfect sense. They had to get to Sheamus and Drew. And now I think... If I had to pick one winner, it's probably going to be Drew, and then Sheamus can be mad at Drew and fight him later. But I think either way, we should get a triple threat, and it'll be a banger. I'm looking forward to seeing the bros bang, Kate. If I I really wish I still had my Bluetooth segue in my back pocket, but I'm also looking excited forward to seeing the, the bros bang. Uh, I think a, a Drew heel turn would be really interesting, too. I think he could use kind of something fresh to to dig into. I love him as a face, but it kind of feels like something might spice it up if he gets a little bit of a heel turn and a natural one. Um, and Seamus chasing ultimately to beat his, his former friend, somebody who has been a friend for decades is great stuff. I do kind of wish it was going to be Seamus beating Gunther because it does feel like that's who the payoff is. It has been built with this point, but that's nitpicking, no real complaints. CO asking the important questions here, saying, totally serious opinion question. On a scale of worst to best $5 in the business, where would you say select ranks? I'm going to give this a lot of thought. Um, dare I say, and I, I this is off the off the top of my head. I haven't Off the dome, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Fightful is the best $5 in the business that you can spend on professional. I, I have to agree. I mean, it's the best. Agree on something. No more of these terrible takes about House of Black and Cody and the Cody verse. I'm I'm done. All right. We finally have found a common ground. I think it's the common ground among all wrestling fans, and I won't hear otherwise. I <laughs> think selective the best five dollars in wrestling. It's a, a rare universally held belief. Nobody has ever said anything mean to Sean about it. So absolutely not. <laughs> circling back to Rampage, Jim Beard said, also, I personally want Rosa on the homegrown side, but because of the Ruby promo, I could see her joining the outcast since fans seemed to turn on her. I think it's tough. It would take some engineering, some revisionist history because Rosa first showed up as an NWA women's champion, right? Like 
they alluded to it pretty heavily. I don't think many people really care about the NWA at this moment. Um, unfortunately, for there's some really good talent over there who's there's a five hundred percent increase in invisibility there. Okay, there. I'm intrigued what those what the measurement of those numbers are because if it was people crapping on the product, I could definitely see them saying there was a five hundred percent boost in engagement. Um, I have no interest in the title picture over there. There's a lot of great talent over there. But when Thunder Rosa was there, it was kind of in this era where you had Eli Drake, now LA Knight, Zicky Dice, you had Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston was over there for a while. So she was kind of in that crop and they made a really big deal out of her and Serena both having held the NWA women's title. So it, it does make it harder for her to come in on the homegrown side, in, in my opinion. But I'm intrigued to see what her comeback looks like. And if they turn her heel, that's I think that's where the money is. Especially with this all-access show. We're not even thinking about that and how that's going to pain her it's once true. we see that show. It's true. The access is going to be all. It is. <laughs> okay, we got this really great Paul Heyman promo. And you know what? I think this manager guy, this, this Heyman fella, is pretty all right at this. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. Maybe a few more years of seasoning? I don't know. I, he's a young up-and-comer. He's doing great stuff. Um, a thousand days of Roman reigns as champion, and every new challenger Roman asks of Roman asks Heyman for advice. Do they lie and manipulate? He says that's his favorite. Someone so that they're broken by the lies and deception. Oh, my God. I loved everywhere this went. Or do they use the truth? And he says... That he and Roman had talked and said that the truth is the best way you could crush Cody Rhodes. You don't need to lie or manipulate in this situation. I adored that so much. Um, They say that's the most evil thing that they could do and that he will already be beaten by WrestleMania. For people that are mostly... I don't want to say I'm out on the story, but I don't think it pales in comparison to the story we were getting. That's just a taste thing. It, it, It... just has to do, I think, with having nine months to play with versus having eight weeks to play with. Um, I loved this promo. This did a lot to kind of move things forward. And it made Roman feel heel in, a, in the right way. Strategically smart heel. I loved this promo. Your thoughts? This is great. I think the understated line of it all was, looking at Cody, he's the one guy I never wanted across from Roman. He is bad for us. He even says stylistically it's a nightmare for Roman Reigns, which I love that kind of builds him up in the process. And honestly, this is as good as you're ever going to get WWE in the modern era telling an eight-week story because they don't know how to do that somehow anymore. But Cody and Roman, they're going to tear the house down. It's such a built-in story. I don't want to see them rest on the one interaction they had. I think there's so much more meat on the bone. Cody, Dusty, and Dustin beat the Shield. That was such a big moment in their careers. You tell the story about Cody had to come in from the other show, from another company, because nobody in WWE beat Roman Reigns for 900 plus days. There's so much meat on the bone here, Kate. And I understand people who wanted the Sammy payoff. I think if you were ever going to pay that off, the only day you could have done it was Elimination Chamber. And now you got to get this KO Sammy Usos thing. And that should headline night one. I wanted the split. I was firmly in the camp of 
Roman doesn't think he has the bloodline there because that was the stipulation. Um, so he's only putting one belt on the line and then Roman going crazy, holding on to that second belt until mania. And then Cody has to choose if he wants to fight Roman or Sammy. I thought that would have been a super, super fun story. I think they need to split the belts. Raw feels really empty without it, but um, there there's not necessarily anything like wrong with what they're doing here. I just feel like it. Uh, I, I just felt like they had a, a grand slam and this is, could even could be a home run, but it's just not going to have the same emotional investment for me, but that doesn't mean it's bad or other people don't. This is also not my favorite stuff from Cody, which we could talk about in a little bit, but I did like this. Ensign wins two 11 points out that the most interesting part about Cody versus Roman is with Roman closing in on a thousand days as champion, the main results aren't cut and dry that I agree with. They could easily push that off till SummerSlam. I don't think they're gonna, but it does build oh, in something boy. because WWE loves those records and day counts and all those it things. Does, it doesn't matter. Roman Reigns will now and forever have the second longest world championship reign in WWE history. The only one above him is Bruno and he's well over a thousand days. They don't I think Bruno. I, we, we really shouldn't, but I, I think if you don't have Cody beat Roman, you've effectively Lex Lugered him, and we don't need to do that anymore. I mean, he's already got the red, white, and blue. There is a bus. I'm sure there will be a bus. You know, we don't need to Lex Luger Cody any further. He needs to win here. He needs to cry. He needs to get out of his system, and then by... King and Queen of the Ring, there needs to be two champions. I'll say that. Because they do need the split. But Cody needs to win these belts first. Yeah, they do. Jay Beard's saying, you know, if they split the titles, Cody feels like the guy to do that since he's a traditional guy. He did bring back the classic IC belt. I just think the story was right there. To capitalize on the story you've been telling the whole time and to give it to your company guy. Like, you could have very easily done it. You could have pretty effortlessly done it. And I would have really liked it. Um, not mad about what will probably be a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn uh, tag run after defeating the Usos, I'm hoping, as the bloodline continues to, to fall apart. But um, again, nothing wrong with it. I just, I'm not fully bought in. I didn't, I'm not as into this version of Cody as everybody else seems to be. And I'm glad that people are. I like it when people like wrestling, but like the end of Raw, he scared off the Usos and Solo Sokoa because he took off his jacket running into save a half-dead Sami Zayn. I'm like, these are three of the baddest dudes in the world. And Cody taking off his suit jacket and his suit and his business wear attire that he's wearing backstage. Just not, um, I'm not buying that Cody's a badass. It feels kind of diet scene y but we'll talk more about it later later yeah, because I, it's it's going to get personal between you. I, I get I get where you're going and I don't oh. I'll say this I don't fully disagree but I am fully in the camp of Cody wants this so let's give it to the guy that wants it. I think everybody wants the title. Well, Sammy has admittedly said that he doesn't think he could be the guy. He thinks he can hold it for a while, but Cody wants to hold it forever. So we might as well Give it to the guy who thinks he can run with the ball for a while. Uh, Sammy said he doesn't think they see him as the guy. If I am thinking of the same interview that you are referencing, but we're gonna we're gonna get extremely um, 
mean about it later. So we'll talk about it at the main event. <laughs> but we move along to something that is sincerely awesome. We move along to the fact that Rey Mysterio is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. I love that they're doing this while he is active, probably on this last road of his career. Um, deserves it, deserves it, deserves it. I I don't want to see what they're going to do, which is they're going to have Dominic do something. I, I have no interest in that. I think there's he's such a great choice to go in this year. Um, great Muda, I think, is going in as well, which is good. Kind of cool. Kind of cool that they are running the gamut with who they're bringing in. It's not just like, we picked someone from the Divas era again or whatever. <laughs> like it, I'm sure like we'll get that as well. We'll but... probably get one of those. Um, but it does feel like two people that definitely, definitely should be in there. Um, I just don't want to see an angle get continued there, which I'm sure it will. It'll probably feel like the Slammy Awards or something. But sincerely very excited for Rey Mysterio. Um, what did you what do you think about Ray going in? And then we'll talk about what happened here. This was a shock because I think when you announce your first pick, you're thinking Batista has been lobbying for it. I know the report came out about Muda. Ray is a very good choice and he's a great headliner. The only issue I have with it, much like you, is don't run an angle during the man's induction speech. In fact, I kind of wish. Dominic was the one giving the speech. And it seems like we know what we're getting. And I, I just don't want that. But I'm okay with an active guy going in because, you know, bands get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame all the time. It doesn't mean that they're done, you know? So I'm good with this. I also don't have a problem of it when it is Rey Mysterio. Like somebody yes. with decades of Hall of Fame caliber work like I, I think it's just a really good call and also like let's not forget at the end of the day there's not actually a wwe hall of fame there's not like a brick and mortar where you can visit this is purely ceremonial so <laughs> kind of why not but i'm excited about that what i'm not excited about is we got the crowd chanting you deserve it dominic mysterio comes down and says he's pathetic no he's not uh, like part of this is just tricky because you can say whatever you want about Ray, like from the heel heat perspective, you just cannot deny the caliber of wrestler he is and how decorated his career has been. So that's where this whole thing falls apart for me. But I'll tell you what I do love. And that is face Legato del Fantasma led by Zelina Vega and Santos Escobar, who is an absolute, absolute star. Um, he kind of comes up to even the numbers against Judgment Day here and says that they're supposed to have a match later, but he's going to get it moved up. I'm going to run through some stuff with the match, which unfortunately, like, I just don't, I I don't think it's there yet with Dominic Mysterio. Um, he does this three amigo spot, but he only hits two. And it's like, so not great that when he's like trying to deprive us of the third one, I'm, it doesn't have any real impact. It, it's not um, all the heat that people are seem to think that he's accruing for me doesn't feel like it can get paid off when he's not very good in the ring. Like he hasn't been able to hit really with any consistent decency, his fake dad's moves or his real dad's moves. Like he hasn't been able to hit a six, one, nine, the three amigos is, is harder. So that's, I feel like a little bit trickier, but he, the frog splash 
isn't great. And when you have Montez Ford in the same company, that's just unfair. But like, it's not good. He needs to do his own thing. He needs his own set of moves. He's still in an era right now where his entire thing is, hey, don't you know whose kid I am? Don't you know the Eddie story? And I, I think I'm like, there's been so many wrestlers that have done the Eddie tributes in every single match that they're almost sadly watered down at this point. They don't have the same punch as they once did. And in Dom's case, I think that there's a lack of, he's not all in on anything he does. The Rhea Ripley connection, as fun and entertaining as it is, it's very much for TV. You can tell that they're always like at an arm's length of one another, that it's just a fun TV storyline. There's, no real tension there. Same thing with the stuff when he's in the ring, where it's just he feels like he's playing wrestler still, and I'm waiting for it to kick into. Okay, now he's confident in who he is. Yeah, and I just this is the second time too that we've seen him attempt to move and then deny you it. Like he set up the six one nine and didn't do it, and it's like that spot's supposed to be for when someone's so excellent at wrestling that. Even when you're a heel, the crowd is like so blown away. They want to see that spot. Him doing two amigos. I was like, thank God, because I don't want to see the third one. This isn't like, this isn't great, unfortunately. Um, And to me, I'm very happy that Santos Escobar is in a program. I think he's an unbelievable wrestler. He's so cool. Their presentation is great. There was a spot with Zelina and Rhea on the outside that went the way it should have. But I feel like she has so much charisma and adds so much. Yeah, I like QT Marshall levels of charisma. Um, like, I think she adds a ton to that whole picture. So I, I think that is all good things. I'm intrigued to see if this is going to be a tag match at Mania or if we're just using a tag program to get to the singles match. So we'll see. But the I, post- I think you've got to do a singles. I think that's the beauty of what we're getting at here, especially if hey, maybe Ray is going in the Hall of Fame. Maybe it will be his last, you know? I think it's got to be a single. Yeah, I think um, I I think it'd be cool if Ray went out on the classic with Santos. Like, maybe this is a very temporary face turn and Santos turns on him because I think they could do something really, really special and fun. Um, but the post-match promo also left a lot to be desired for me, unfortunately. Um, I should probably say what the the match had in it, which was that <laughs> we got a really cool uh, standing Spanish fly from Cruz here. But ultimately, Ray is kind of upset with with uh, what's happening, and Priest hits a kick on Cruz, um, and Dom gets the pin here. Not not the best. Um, Santos rules the Spanish fly from Cruz was awesome. Um, but after this, we get him calling Ray a deadbeat dad. Again, no. Um, like, it, it just doesn't read as anything great. And if he's a deadbeat dad, it's kind of like, well, you're the reason he has a job. You have a job in this company. And if you're saying, like, the lifestyle of being a wrestler made me feel neglected in my childhood, and now you're doing the same lifestyle, that makes no sense. I know he doesn't have kids, but, like, it just, Ray's not, he's not like a decrepit old man. Like he 
is a better wrestler than Dominic. So he's a better wrestler than most people, even at this age. So post-match didn't, didn't really do it for me either, but um, we do have a chat from Jam Beard saying, thinking about it, if they have Dom and maybe Rhea attack Ray at the hall of fame to cause a match, that storyline is in, I think uh, WWE 2K20 dual career storyline where you can play as both female and male people. Um, uh, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have an interest in them glamming up the Hall of Fame. That's kind of why I like the way they used to do it, where it was its own separate show because you understood you were going to a an event, like a, a gathering, rather than, okay, we're going to take down the ropes from SmackDown and roll up the red carpet, and now it's the Hall of Fame. Um, Post-Match didn't do it for me either. I, I feel like if all Ray was going to do was move, and let Dom embarrass himself. You could have gotten to that spot like two weeks ago. You're really dragging, and I feel like you're really maybe running out of time to do something fun here. Of course, it's his kid, so he's gonna do whatever he can to get his kid over. But yeah, it's not it's not clicking for me. Yeah. Not great. He also says he should have been Eddie's son, which is just... Which they should only... go a little more all in on. We all saw the angle. I don't know why they're just like pretending like it didn't happen. Yeah, mm. I was going to say they uncannoned themselves, but it's also just Jeremy Lambert tweeted and I loved it. Like, my mom should have had sex with Eddie Guerrero. It's just kind of a weird thing to throw in. <laughs> like, uh, that's just odd. Listen, when you're upset, you say weird things and that's just one of those things. I guess so. I guess so. But we move on to the Viking Raiders versus... I was calling them Bronache. Joel Pearl was calling them Why You Bald, though. We heard the balding brutes. There were a number of names that you could call Ricochet these and Bigochet were in a tag team match. Ricochet! Oh, and they, they exist. I I don't love this pairing. I, I They're just there, and... I feel like the right team won here because at some point you're going to need a tag division that isn't dominated by Jimmy and Jay that teams can actually fight for. Sure, especially on SmackDown. So we do get a couple of cool things in here. There was a really fun Frankensteiner onto Eric who hits a knee and then a really nasty looking Liger bomb. Um, and then this ultimately ends with Ricochet going up to the top rope. Uh, Ivar rolls out and avoids the 450 splash, gets intercepted by a wheel kick, and he ends this with a flying fridge splash from Ivar to get the pin. Uh, Ricochet's incredible was kind of the net of this match. The other only thing that I was kind of like, what's going on? Is we have like Bahala, and I was kind of excited for this act to get built out into something bigger, but she's kind of just been there. Like, she did spooky fingers at Ricochet when he was crawling up to the top rope, and nothing really happened. He kind of looked at her like, you're weird. But he still pulled off the move just fine. Ivor just rolled out of the way. But she, and I'm also, by the way, super not, like, um, familiar with the lore of Ahala. I don't know if I'm missing something from the viewer experience. But she's, it kind of just feels like she comes out in a spooky costume. Um, it doesn't do a whole heck of a lot, but I thought the the match itself was was fun. Ricochet's unbelievable, and they they're a great in ring tag team. It's just kind of I don't know what's going on with with Bahala. 
Yeah, there there is lore there. I'm not familiar with Viking culture. I don't know what it is or what the Spooky Fingers did. But they did something, and I'm always in favor of people getting the chance to shine rather than sitting at home. So I'm glad that she's there, but I just don't know what she's meant to add because I don't get it. It's not for me. Yeah, and it, it doesn't seem like she has had a ton of like impact. She's not really interfering. She's not, doesn't feel like they're fully committed to being supernatural in any way because the spooky fingers don't do anything. Um, but yeah, but a decent enough match doesn't really do a ton, but just nice to see Viking Raiders picking up some wins. We have Charlotte Flair asking Pierce for a match, any match with any opponent because she's a fighting champion. Damn it. And we get Charlotte Flair defeating Shotzi Blackheart with Rhea Ripley, just kind of staring at them, which was very weird. Um, Charlotte winning with the figure eight was good. This I didn't think was a great match. Unfortunately, it this found clunky. I, uh, <laughs> look, it got I always feel weird. It started off real rough, real. Rough. I always feel weird at this point because there is the valid argument of, well, you couldn't do that, and like you're right, but also I, I have eyes, and it was a little clunky, and it feels like Charlotte is in an era where she wants to, at least appear like she's giving back. And she wanted to have a good match with Shotzi, and their chemistry was just off. Um, Babyface Charlotte doesn't do it for me. She so feels like she's going through the motions. I'd much rather heal, complete, you know, I am the best. I am the opportunity Charlotte over Babyface Charlotte, who's confident in her abilities and wants to try to John Cena people on the microphone. You know? And... Ripley, I hope Ripley beats her because honestly, if you have her lose again, we have problems. But I don't think that this is good enough to headline. I think seeing the builds for all the different matches, the one that needs to headline night one has to be whatever Sammy does with the Usos. I'm intrigued to see what the card looks like. Agree with you that this match was clunky, especially in the beginning. Charlotte is. regardless of what you might think of her character or booking in ring wife, she usually is, is bringing pretty great matches. And so a little bit tricky uh, here, Rhea Ripley just watching them was weird. I'm not super in on Charlotte Flair as a face either. Her gear tonight was fire, by the way. I love her look. Um, but it, she just, to your point, I feel like she looks uncomfortable with it, which makes sense. She had a lot of time off and has been a heel most of her run. Um, but they're going to run into a problem, which is that people want to cheer for Rhea Ripley. (laughs) And the promo battle here was not good though, Robert. Like they, they have so much history and the only thing that they've touched on is like how much progress each has made. Charlotte basically saying you've gotten better. So have I, and I'm like the best in the world to ever do this, but I've also been getting better every time that I go out there kind of corny and it just doesn't feel like they're digging into anything i feel like it's a little convoluted with Rhea being in the the judgment day stuff so much right because it does feel like they kind of went another way than i really because everybody thought it was gonna be bianca and then you're doing something where it's like okay she's still on raw but going out to charlotte gives her a piece of her own career 
while she's also doing the storyline with Dom. It's very fragmented. I would like one line of just, you beat me at WrestleMania. I was younger. It was in front of nobody. Now I get to embarrass you in front of the world. And just at least acknowledge where we were, because that was such a weird time. They were like the first match on the empty arena WrestleMania. And it's such a weird one. Acknowledge that. Play into that. Give us something here because, again, like Cody, a lot of meat on the bone, not a lot of attempts to actually get that meat off. Not, the- a, lot of, not a lot of carving. Yeah, not a lot of carving. And <laughs> clearly, I'm hungry tonight. I um, guess but we're like Swerve. Everything we see is food, man. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. Agreed. And their match will be incredible because their matches are always incredible. But I agree. I feel like this version of Asuka coming back to dethrone Charlotte would have been incredible. This like evil one that said you broke my streak five years ago. And then getting Rhea and Bianca would have been the better call. But I'm not mad about what we're going to get in ring from all four of those ladies. Then we get to our main event segments. If you have any super chats or humper chats that you want to get in to close us out, now is the time to do so. I got to say, this wasn't my favorite either. And it's not because I'm down on the story as much as I just didn't feel like this promo rang true in the way that I was kind of hoping it would. Ultimately, Jay saying that he didn't have a choice. And I'm kind of like, yes, you did. That's what this whole thing was about. And he kept reiterating that, like, he didn't want to do this to Sammy. And I'm like, well, when I watched Monday night, you did. When I watched Monday night, you you wanted to do it so bad you swerved him. Like, <laughs> you wanted to do it desperately. You take delight in this kind of thing. I do appreciate that he said the reason he had to do it was because of his brother, not because of Roman. I think right. that's important to keep that intact. But it, I, the Jey Uso I saw on Monday had no problem doing this to Cody. There was not an ounce of hesitation. He had thought about it. He had made his decision. He went out and executed. I don't, I don't buy that. It's hard to. It was hard for him at all. Um, and then we get Cody, of course, coming out saying, "If you're going to talk about Cody, I'm sorry," because Jay says. Now that that's all settled, we got one more problem, and that problem is Cody Rhodes. And I'm like, you're the tag champs. Why do you have a problem with them? Because the bloodline is a collective, and they're only focused on what the top guy has to do. So to clarify, Kevin Owens can't trust Sammy, even though he saved his life at Royal Rumble. Jay, who never actually liked Roman and was apoplectic after Royal Rumble, has we're gonna take care of Cody for you just instantaneously after I made the decision. Not well paced, in my opinion. But Cody, one thing that no one talks about that's been just my issue, even going back to war games, why is it this whole oh, Sammy, you turned on Kevin, has been an asshole to Sammy. 90% 90% of the run here. It's not like, oh my God, Sammy, how could you? He would never. There's plenty of instances where, yes, yes, he would. And he has. Like, I always feel like there's a disconnect for me there. But that's the kind of stuff you overlook because, you know, the match will be a banger. That's a lot of the bookings for this WrestleMania. Overlook the plot holes because the match will be a banger, we promise. That's kind of how it it feels to me a little bit and um 
Yeah, one of my favorite things about Kevin Owens is he always, whenever he turns face again, he always acknowledges he was being an asshole. So, like, I I like to see that stuff kind of come into fruition. But I feel like the promo that we got at a Jimmy a couple weeks ago was better than this. And Jay should have been the one who was more hurt by Sammy. Like, I feel like the promo that Jimmy had a couple weeks ago should have been Jay's tonight because it was so much more rooted and like Sammy turned his back on us. You, if you're family, you don't do that. Like if the idea was Jay is choosing family because they're family, he should have the promo Jay, Jimmy had a couple weeks ago, but then this corny, corny Cody promo felt very, very John Cena to me. I was like, wow, he really did pass you the torch on Monday because he says, if you're going to talk about him, you should talk directly to him. And Cody doesn't answer to Roman. He answers to the fans, and it sounds like they don't want to hear talk. They'd rather see a fight. We got a brawl with all four of them to go home. I just don't like it. So I want to acknowledge first that at the end of this episode, Cody raised Sammy's hand. And by the, you know, by the transmit of law here, obviously John Cena has now embraced Anything by you know it's just all one big flowing thing. I get the issue, I do, but I also think after 900 days of an absentee universal champion, we kind of need to at least take a stab at a John Cena level, always around top guy. And then if it flunks, it flunks, but we at least need to try. I do agree that instead of taking the easy road, the fast lane to WrestleMania, we've definitely taken the scenic route where you could have just literally... (laughs) And Jey Uso helps Roman Reigns at Chamber, and here's Kevin, and Montreal gets the hug. They go crazy, and we're off and running. But I just don't think that they see it that way. But I do agree it's a bit long... I do wish that Jay was a bit more. I don't like Roman. I didn't do this for Roman. Roman has made my life a living hell, but that is my brother. We are still the tag champs, so I will defend him. And if I got to defend Roman, defend him, then that's what I'm doing. They're still the tag champs, Robert. Yeah. Why they are, are they worried about champion. their own belt? Ugh. You know, it's it's the problem with factions. It's never a group effort. It's lackeys and the top guy and wow. that's kind of just what, what we have here and yeah not my favorite clothes but i think they're trying to get everybody under one roof they're trying to get adrenaline in everyone's souls robert i get it that much it didn't get everyone it didn't get as much adrenaline in everyone's souls as they should have done no it didn't something something cody Rhodes, and also if you're this is just a general principle with me in wrestling, okay? If there's even a 1% chance you're fighting that day, stop wearing suits. Just come and fight in clothes, at least jeans, okay? You're coming out there in your dress shoes. It looks corny. You got to be prepared for a fight if you're going to be calling people out all the time. But like he's, the one guy who stands out be- he's the one guy who stands out because he's the only one not in his gimmick shirt and... A pair of sweats ready to fight. He looks different, and I think that that helps him. In the same way that John Cena being dressed in the colorful gear 
helped him at one point. Yeah, but he's gonna split his pants open, Robert. Those are oh, oh he is, he is, but I don't think he you know, he let Arn Anderson burn his clothes on his lawn, so I don't think he really cares. If you're really, he's got more money than his father did growing up. You're carrying a Glock around. You don't have a say in that. Like if, if Arn's got his Glock. Arn does have you're, his Glock. You're doing whatever that guy wants to do. But Robert, that does conclude our episode of SmackDown and Rampage, which we got for tonight. Both pretty, pretty medium, but nothing, nothing overwhelmingly bad. Nothing overwhelmingly astounding, I feel like. I'm very happy we got to stream together. You were much nice. more middle of the road than I thought. I was looking forward to trying to get some annoyances, some some mild personal shots in it. Yeah, and unfortunately, they gave me a middle of the road show, so I had to just sort of <laughs> play with what I was given. You know what, Robert? I hope that when you're laying down and you're asleep the next morning, a half hour before your alarm goes off, somebody's using one of those really loud weed whackers like outside your window and it wakes you up and you turn to the clock and you're like, oh, I still have a half hour. But then you're like, that's not enough to go back to sleep with. Should I just get up now? And then your head is just like spinning because you don't know what to do. And it's just this annoying buzzing sound. Just waiting Clear, Clearly you've lived my life because you just you <laughs> know how to get me. Well, that okay. might have happened to me this morning, which is why I thought of it. I hope that when you wake up, you have... A slight mess from your dog to clean up. Not something that's just going to ruin your whole day, but just going to be a slight annoyance and take 15 minutes out of your morning routine. You know what? That's pretty upsetting because it's extremely possible. We do get this chat saying something that would be neat would be if the Young Bucks hangman moment during the Cody Roman match where the Usos don't stop Cody. That could be fun. That could be fun. Kind of the... um, acknowledgement that they've been bested i do like that piece of storytelling i like it better than i like what i'm going to wish upon robert right now which is that um when laundry is being done he forgets to that it needs to be switched around and all of his clothes get mildewy and he has to wash them in vinegar oh. before switching them around again so it takes that's, like that's an such extra an three hours absolutely. So mean. That is such an inconvenience. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. Well, I hope that one of, one of your headphones, just the one, goes out ever so slightly Ugh. so that all the songs you listen to just never sound right. You son of a bitch. And, and 2.11 saying, the problem is the Bloodline storyline is now sucked into the Cody verse and Jay basically said, I'm not mad at Sammy. There's no tension towards this. It's very well point. Very well I, I think they're, they're very... It's odd how they're building this because you're clearly mad at Sammy because you clearly beat him up very ferociously. It's not like, you know, you say, hey, I'm sorry, I have to beat you up now. You beat his ass. Like, make up your mind. Make up where you want to go here. Even at this point, if you just got to the point where it was, hey, Roman, Paul Heyman's the one who's fucking with your head and you're better than all of this. Then get there. Get there. Agreed. Agreed. I've got no more insults for you. That was a really good point. We'll go home in a stalemate. Fair enough. (laughs) Robert, you're doing great stuff. Tell the people where they can find you, please. Yeah, you can find me at Dude Felice on Twitter, at Dude Felice on Instagram. You can find me here every single day 
on Fightful literally every day. I'm doing something here. You can also find me occasionally over at WrestleZone. Occasionally, I do the Job Guys podcast with Dominic D'Angelo. Um, you can find me so many places. Soon enough, there will be more places you can find me. And I will, as always, keep you guys updated. And yes, that even as an inconvenience to Kate, this is as, as a gift to the wrestling oh, universe. Jack, I hope please. that we can come together when Jeff you know Jarrett what? is international champion. You see, y'all see how often I'm inconvenienced? Because this man's taking up a lot of time on my television. All right, before we go, I'm going to plug all of my nonsense because there's a lot of it these days. I'm very blessed by that. Uh, tomorrow, I ain't doing anything, but on Sundays, I'll be doing the Fightful Overbooked Kate and Joel Call It in the Ring show. That should be a bunch of fun, hopefully returning to our normal time slot in the evening. Monday is Behind the Paywall with Alex Pulaski doing Sour Graps about Raw. On the main channel on Tuesdays, doing it about NXT and the weirdest, I'm not going to say best, but we're definitely the weirdest review show out there, uh, doing songs and impressions and puns and talking about wrestling. Wednesdays at the Mark Order Podcast, Thursdays doing ROH, which in two episodes just became my favorite brand of wrestling again. And Fridays right back here doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show. Guys, have a safe and wonderful weekend. We appreciate you tuning in. We're out of here. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.